Please note on this episode of Sisterly History Mysteries that there is a censorship beep at 11.45 that lasts uh, just before 11.55. So if you're sensitive to those noises, please take note of that. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Good morning. Morning for you. <laughs> At noon, it's morning for me. That is morning for you. Oh man, I've been doing better about that though. Now that I'm an adult in the real world. Oh yeah. I don't really nap during the week anymore. But weekends are my time. I often will get into bed. This is Megan. That's Carly. I oh, often. Hi, Carly. Hi. I often will get into bed. This is a sterling history mystery. <laughs> When will we learn? <laughs> also, whatever I, I was what about to say, no, is boring. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm so oh, boring. Not what? Okay. Well, Megan's a little sleepy, as you can probably hear, because she did something really cool today. Okay. Yeah, I ran half marathon today. It's <laughs> crazy. I never considered myself a runner. And I still don't really consider myself a runner, but I'm trying not to, like, say that anymore because I don't need to apologize for myself, and I am a real runner. Yeah. I feel like I need to start running because, first of all, yes, you are, and you're a queen, and you did a great job. Back to me, though. I feel like I I need to start running because I don't want to pay for a gym membership, and, like, when Mm. I was at school, we we got to, like, use the, you know, rec center or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I work from home, I don't like. I use when I work from in the home. City, I would, yeah, they have me. Work oh, that's a home. new development. I know it's weird, um, but when I worked in the city, I would walk like almost two miles a day in total just to get to the train station and then to get to work and then you know to come back home and wow. do that all again in reverse. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like, like it's really good because it is free. Um, if you have shoes and, like, exercise clothes, um, just be safe, like, where you go. I've, oh, there's a bug on my bed. I'm not going to deal with it right now. It's just a little, little guy. Um, okay. Well, I'm not going to stop the podcast. Um, I think our, we're going to, because we're on the ground floor, I think we're going to find as we go into fall, we get pretty buggy, which mm-hmm. is annoying. Um, but that's how houses work. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Like, some people be like, oh, I feel like I should run. And, like, you don't have to. Nobody, ha- you don't have to be a runner. No, it's not for everyone. But, um, yeah, I like it. I just always feel like total shit when I run. You have to run slower. That's the thing is I'm not fast. Um, and I used to not, I used to only be able to run, like, a minute at a time. I think because I was going too fast. But you have to learn, mm. like, what pace your body is comfortable going at. Yeah. That's my true my two two cents. The I learned this cool thing only recently, which is like if you do a race, they'll have pacers. So they'll have people that are like obviously really fit and can run faster, who will be like carry a giant flag on their back that says two hours, they're fifteen minutes, and then they run at the pace you need to uh, get to get a two hour fifteen minute half marathon. And so you just don't even have to think about pacing; you just go with them. And they were also, mm-hmm. like, like today I, I ran with the 215 group. And I they were, like, cheering everyone on all the way through the end. It was amazing. 
That's awesome. I mean, maybe that's common knowledge, but I didn't know about pacers until today. <laughs> um, and they're really that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I saved my butt at mile 12. Nice. Proud of you. Yeah. So what what have you done this weekend? Okay. That sounded really snarky. <laughs> so what have you... No, I just <laughs> genuinely asking. Nothing. <laughs> but I do have a new thing that I'm listening to slash watching that I want to talk about. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because you would actually love it. Okay. Have you heard of Defunct Land? I feel like I have. It's pretty popular on YouTube, but it's like that thing. Oh, maybe I've heard of it on YouTube. Is it about theme parks? So it's okay. It's a YouTube show, and they also have a podcast. And the concept is so it's this guy, and he's like, okay, if I were to build a theme park called Defunct Land, filled with old, extinct amusement park rides and attractions what would I include in my theme park? So then each episode is him talking about an extinct ride. Oh, I would love that. That has been closed for, uh, some of them just for nothing bad, but most of them have some sort of, like, creepy factor. Um, like the ride was too scary. Why isn't our podcast about that? (laughs) Oh, it's so good. They did one on, um, the... Sorry for the extremely offensive name, but the Orient Express. Oh, uh, yeah. I did a whole episode on it. I wish I got to yeah. ride that. Curse my child self for being too That's afraid. Like, yeah, I feel like I, it went, they tore it down in, I think, 2004. He's from Kansas City, by the way, so he grew up going to World's Oh, cool. Which is awesome. And he hates it. <laughs> he hates World's I mean, like, look, it's a... You can't polish a turd, but I love it because it's mine. Oh my god, now we're going to start World's a Fun Beef. Um, I know, I'm scared. Like, we're both former employees at World's a Fun, so... Don't say that. I mean, we are. That's true, but don't say it. No, look, oh, I think boy. World's a Fun, it's actually the opposite of polishing a turd, whereas it's like shit on the outside of a diamond. Like, World's a Fun, it's a small park, but it's it's a good park, and it could be good. But it just has a lot of people often it's working out and don't care. It's just not first priority either. They don't really you know, Oh, care that's about true. It. Or else, yeah, we'd be, they don't you really... know, we'd get a new coaster because we haven't had a new coaster yeah, we since haven't... the Prowler. It's been years. 2009. Yeah, it's been 10, 11 years now. Yeah. We're getting new water slides. I'm sad that they're getting rid of Diamond Head. Okay. Did you hear that? They're getting rid of those the tree, that trio of blue slides that have been there, I guess, since 82. But, like, they're still good. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like water parks, but... I'm trying parts, to picture those. It's on the back side, so you know the front side has Predator's Plunge oh, and all yeah, the new yeah. slides, and then on the back side, there's, like, the big white one with the big rafts, mm-hmm. and then there's the three blue yeah. ones. Um, Wait, should I edit out when I said we were employees? No, there? it doesn't care. It doesn't care. Fuck, I'm tired. It doesn't why, matter. Why did you say that? Oh, I just feel like we... Like, I feel like we shouldn't talk shit about it, but also we're not really talking shit about it. Uh-huh. And we're not revealing any trade secrets. Our views do not represent the views of Cedar Fair Parks, <laughs> nor their associates. No, I have I have deep love for Worlds of Fun. I get frustrated because having yeah. worked there, I see a lot of people who and like kids, like it they're not to they're not really to blame because they it can suck to work in the heat. I get it. They have a lot of people that sometimes work there that don't care and it it hurts my heart that because I'm a fucking huge nerd about it. Like, I love Worlds of Fun. 
Um, and I want everyone who works there to care as much as I did, but of course they're not yeah. going to because I'm a freak. Yeah. I didn't have to. Yeah. You had several different jobs during yeah. like different positions at your time there. Yeah. Inside, outside. I only whatever. worked inside, which was yeah. great for me. Yeah. Because it was all the drama of working at yeah. an amusement park with the potential danger of rides going down, whatever, yeah. uh, with none of the heat. So yeah, you got the best I deal. Loved it. I Wait, okay, it. Defunct Land is it? It's a podcast or a YouTube channel? They do both. I feel like it's I a, would want to watch the YouTube because I feel like that's really visual. Like I want to see the, the YouTube old is rides. Better. The YouTube is yeah. better, for sure. They haven't done an episode on the Timberwolf, though. They It's not defunct. Should. Yeah, she is. The Timberwolf? No, she's not. Carly, she's not I extinct, wrote... but... Oh, I see. I thought you meant rides that don't work, that are no longer operating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mo- for... Yes. There are sections of the Timberwolf that no longer operate. Controversial. It's not controversial. What is controversial about it? I will die on this hill. The Timberwolf is a wooden roller coaster that some people think is too rough, and to those people, I say, suck it up. So, um, there there was an accident on the Timberwolf, uh, that resulted in a death. I think this might have happened twice. I don't know. Uh, it happened once. It was a teenage girl. It's very sad, but allegedly she was to not- To avoid a lawsuit, we're not gonna say- that it was anyone's fault. No, I just said allegedly. We'll say there was nothing wrong with the ride, and there was nothing wrong with the ride operator. So do it that. Kansas City Urban Legend says that people were unbuckling and switching seats, mm-hmm. which I think is an exaggeration, but uh, allegedly the the victim of the accident was not wearing her restraints properly. Uh, it's still very mm-hmm. sad, regardless. Um, but the rides, yeah. the rides, that was in, I want to say, the 80s, but the rides still operate. I think it was 90s. I think you're right, actually. Um, it still operates, still a good ride. Um, it's yeah. just, it's hard because there was also an accident on uh, the Orient when it derailed. No one died, though. No one died. No, they were, yeah. Uh, everyone was fine. But when you have two big accidents on two big coasters, so I grew up thinking, like, I was told that someone had fall- had fallen off the Orient. God, Urban Legends are so funny. <laughs> I know. Like, pe- like, I was never scared to go to Worlds of Fun, though. No. I was, I'm still scared to ride the Timberwolf, but... Oh, yeah. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with the ride, but... Uh... It is an unpleasant... It's a acquired taste. It's not cute. <laughs> it's so fun, though. I love a wooden coaster. My hun... Or no, my 75th coaster. Oh, and my 100th were wooden. I'm a coaster nerd. I've ridden 101 coasters. Yeah. Yeah. So he was 70... also talking about how he doesn't like it because there's only one dark ride, which is Cyclone mm. Sands. And he's like, it's just like a carnival ride in a barn. And they put flashing oh, lights Oh, Cyclone in it. Sands like, is yeah. amazing. But ever since I thought about what if someone throws up and it gets on me, because you're just in this yeah, dark room spinning around, so then I lose interest in the ride because I just spend the whole time worrying about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I should... think it's yeah. I probably can't talk about something that happened on that ride that was funny. Work related? Yeah. Uh, probably not. 
It's not. Oh. Well, it tell the story the and then I'll decide if you need to edit it out. Okay. Okay, go. Your family of raccoons. Ah. Uh, oh my god. You probably should not. You probably should not tell that. You should probably edit that out. Isn't that funny though? It's yes. Like... <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> okay. I'd say that story was a it was an 8 out of 10 for fun, but you guys can't hear it. Okay, anyways. um, Oh, so I had a friend message me on Facebook yesterday and say that she listened to two episodes of this podcast before she re- realized that it was me, which I take as high praise. Wait, she, so she stumbled upon it on her own? I guess. Maybe it was suggested to her on Instagram or something. Oh, that's funny. You know, because, like, I know her. So it would be in her circles of, like, suggested people to follow. Mm, yeah. So she probably followed it. Didn't realize who I was. But, like, if she listened to two episodes, that means she likes it enough to real yeah. to listen even though, like, not just supporting her friend. Yeah. Um, if you look I at our stats, though, listening. episode one is most popular. So we gotta... Yes, but episode one is most popular because, actually, if you look at them, we have re-uploaded and deleted every episode since then. Oh, that's So if you true. add the numbers together, we're, like, it's pretty consistent. Okay, that's good. Um, okay, go. Ah! My foot fell asleep! Oh my god! Oh my god, I'm sure, thank, right, everyone, thank Carly for your eardrums being burst. I'll audio correct. Shut up. Alright. So this is Should Carly's episode. Yes. yes. So I told you that I was going to be doing, uh history deep dive like super intense heavy research episode and i'm not ready to do that episode oh, no. today because <laughs> i'm reading like a 300 plus page book for it uh, mm-hmm. and so i need a little bit more time and yeah. i'm really excited for it but that'll be next week if we record next Point. week and i'm not going to tell you what it is but i'm so excited it's just a little bit complicated and i want to make sure i have like an actual understanding Mm. of everything going on yeah so i'm not just being like and then this happened and i don't really know why but Mm. you know yeah 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 so today well the next episode is in progress i have a cold case for you i was thinking we haven't had any crimes for a while yeah Yay, cold case. Guys, we're gonna buy microphones soon. It's gonna be over for all you bitches. I don't know who you bitches are, but our audio quality is gonna be better. Yeah. So, speaking of theme parks and potential lawsuits, uh, we're gonna be talking about... Oh, no. Disney today, kind of. Oh, no, we're gonna get killed. We're gonna get taken out in the night. Talk about lawyers. Okay. So, this is The Disappearance of Rebecca Coriam. I've never heard of this. Hmm. Have you heard oh of God, Eliza yes. Lamb? Elisa Lamb? Yeah, in the in the elevator? Yeah. It has yeah. kind of a that, that <gasps> kind of vibe to it. Whoa. Rebecca Coriam was born on March 11th, 1987, and raised in Chester, England. Megan, is that right? Chester? Yeah. I just met someone from Chester this morning. She had a cool accent. Did she talk like this? 
No, I couldn't do it. It's it, as I understand it, it's more north. It certainly sounds more northern. What's it like, um, Jon Snow? I think my friend. Oh no, my friend Lizzie is from Cheshire. Cheshire. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Chester. She was raised in Chester, England, where she lived with her parents, her sister Rachel, and two foster brothers. In her youth, she was hired at the Chester Zoo, a job previously shared with various family members. Which I love that, because, as we're going to talk about, she goes on to work on cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And she worked at a zoo, and it just makes me feel like she's that... Like, kind of like we were, we're like a... Like a nerd for, like, the family entertainment industry, like that kind of thing. I think that's super okay. endearing and super fun. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Yeah, no, I'd say theme park specifically, for me, at least, but, like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. She joined the British cadets and studied at Liverpool University and Plymouth University. Is that military? Cadets? Okay. Yeah, but she wasn't, like, in the army. I don't Is think. it, like, ROTC? I don't know. She did some volunteer work with them, I think. I don't know. Okay. Uh, her family said she enjoyed sports like swimming, basketball, horseback riding, and that she was studious and bright. In 2010, when she was 23 years old, Rebecca traveled to London to interview for a position at Disney Cruise Lines. Among hundreds of other applicants, uh, Rebecca was selected and hired to start in June. Oh yay. Yeah. Probably not yay. But no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> So three months later, she was ready to go, and everything seemed great. She got to go to Disney World in Florida to train before setting sail on an unspecified Disney cruise. She got to go to Disney World for training. That's so fun. What, what Do you know what was her job? She was a family entertainer. Or a children's entertainer. So, like a costume character, or like a... No, I actually saw on Reddit that people were like, oh, I was, um... I was on the ship when, you know, she was on it, and she, uh, seen that she made jewelry with kids. Like, she would help them make jewelry Like an stuff, activity yeah. class or something. That's yes, cute. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, she worked on board for four months before she was able to return home for two months before her next contract. Okay. She, or her next job. Mm-hmm. Um... She spent time with her family and friends and then returned to America to board the Disney Wonder Cruise, where she worked as a child entertainer. However, during this time, her grandfather Thomas unfortunately passed away, so she traveled back home for two weeks for the funeral and to spend time with loved ones. Mm-hmm. This would be the last time Rebecca's family would ever see her. It's very sad. Cruise ships are scary when you think about it. Very fascinating. I will never go on a fucking cruise ship. We're going to get into that later. Okay. You can't make me. Oh, my God. Okay. So, she flew back to America to resume her contract on the Wonder, but six weeks later, a tragedy occurred uh, that still cannot be definitively explained. Rebecca routinely kept in contact with her family via Skype and Facebook. On March 21st, 2011... Again, six weeks after her return to the ship, she sent her parents a Facebook message saying that she would call them the next day. Her parents never heard from her again. It's upsetting. Hmm? Upsetting. Yeah. Okay. At 5.45 a.m. the next morning, Rebecca appeared on CCTV footage on deck five 
That's important. Okay. And men's clothing. Okay. Also important. Speaking on a phone, on a on a like a an internal phone, not her own phone. Like a attached to like the a wall. Payphone. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, and she was on a crew area of the ship. She appeared distressed, but later her mother, after seeing the footage, would say that she looked mostly fine. Okay. Actually, before her mother's brought in to view the footage, she said that Disney was like, oh, she's ve- she was very upset. She was banging her head against the wall. And she watched the fo- the mom watched the footage, and none of that happened. She looked Have like you watched the upset. Footage? No, I've seen pictures from mm-hmm. it. Okay. What kind of men's clothing? I think it was like a sweater and jeans. Not like Disney clothing. No. Okay. So while she's on the phone, a male employee approached her to ask if she was okay, and she replied, yeah, fine. Just, you can see from lip reading on the footage. Mm -hmm. Uh, The footage shows her uh, hanging up the phone, putting her hands in her back pockets, and walking away. This is the last known sighting of Rebecca ever. So, when she didn't show up for her 9 a.m. shift, by the way, some sources I used said she failed to show up to her 9 a.m. shift. She didn't fail. She didn't, oh, what a failure. She fucking fell off the boat or she's dead or was kidnapped or whatever. And we'll get into all those theories, but like, oh, Oh. shut up. (laughs) (laughs) She failed to be alive for her shift? Uh, But, uh, can can you work an extra? Can you cover my shit for me, actually, though? Because I have a family event. Um, so when she didn't show up, her members conducted a search and an alarm was sounded. When they didn't find her, the U.S. Coast Guard and Mexican Navy were called in by Disney con- to conduct a search of the surrounding waters once it was determined that she was no longer on board. However, Rebecca's father would later say that Disney breached search protocol, or at least did a really bad job uh, because they never actually turned the ship around and he does not believe that the correct part of the ocean was searched. Okay. So, after three days of no progress, three days! I mean, if she's been in the ocean for three days, she's not alive anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, you hear stories. Like... Yeah. And we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. Uh, so the search was handed over to the Royal Bahamas Police Force. Okay. Which is interesting. I'm not sure, fuck, I don't know exactly where they were. I don't think they were in the Bahamas, but the thing was, the ship was registered in the Bahamas. Okay. So what they do to avoid lawsuits, you know, is they register the ship in a, in countries with lax laws about, you know, international waters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. To not have to, you know, really deal with things like this. Yeah. But the ship itself was based out of Los Angeles. Okay. So the Royal Bahamas Police Force assigned one detective, Paul Roll, to the case. Roll spent mm-hmm. one day on board uh, the Wonder, and out of uh, 950 crew members, he talked to six. And out of the 2,000 passengers, guess how many he talked to? None. None. None passengers. (laughs) Piece of shit. Okay. Shortly after, Disney said that they believed that Rebecca had been swept away by a rogue wave on deck five. Where, if you'll remember, she was seen 
making the phone call. I really feel like there's no way that could have been the last sighting of her. Because, like, surely on a Disney cruise ship, every, I would say most of the visible area, I'm sure, is covered with cameras. Wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, can you track her getting to deck five? I'm sure. I'm sure they at least know where she walked. Oh, no, I'm scared by your face. Okay, continue. So, basically, what they're saying is, oh, well, we saw her on camera on deck five, and then close to that, there's a, like, a uh, employee pool area where they like to hang out. Okay. And they're like, oh, at, you know, 6 a.m., she's probably hanging out on the pool, in the pool, and uh, got swept away by a rogue wave. And do they have record of a a wave breaking on the ship deck? Sure don't. Yeah. That seems like a big deal, right? Cruise ships are huge. Yeah. But nonetheless, Disney said Disney stuck to their story, and uh, they tried their best to put the matter to rest. They were like, oh my god, you know, what a tragedy. Wow. That is so sad and not our fault at all. So I guess Mm. we should, like, keep going. Um, God, imagine being a passenger on the ship. You just feel like, what the fuck? Imagine being Rebecca's parents, who after they were flown in, are left on the port watching the ship sail away in the distance without doing jack shit. Hmm? Okay. So, like any loving parents, Mr. and Mrs. Corium wouldn't stop there. They weren't gonna fucking, mm-hmm. you know. Good. So they hired private investigator Roy Ram to continue the investigation. So first, he discovered that in response to Disney's rogue wave theory, there were no storms on the night of Rebecca's disappearance. And what made the theory even more unlikely was that uh, the supposed wave would have to be like 100 feet tall to sweep her away. That's so smart. That's exactly what I said. So thus, Ram surmised that this theory was extremely unlikely. Not to mention, like, protective walls and stuff that would... You know, she probably wouldn't they would be able know, to get over. Like, there wouldn't have been some wave that took out her and no one else knew about it. Mm-hmm. If there's a wave that big, people are going to feel it. But Ram found another piece of evidence that's even more bone-chilling. Ram discovered that the CCTV footage actually captured Rebecca making the phone call on Deck 1, not Deck 5, as oh. previously reported by Disney. So essentially, this just... The two... <clears throat> the two locations are nowhere near each other, so this, I mean, this new piece of information completely ruins Disney's story. Hmm. So a few months after Rebecca's disappearance, journalist John Ronson asked the Coriums for their blessing for him to board the ship and conduct his own investigation. They allowed him to do so, and while on board, he spoke to various crew members, one of whom disclosed... Uh, that Disney records everything from videos to phone calls, and that they had access to the what? phone call Rebecca made just before her disappearance. They had the videos of her, you know. Oh my God. They're just not releasing to them to the public. I can't they, hear they you. They have her. What? I didn't hear anything after you said related uh, phone call, blah, 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 disappearance. Uh... I mean, basically, they have records of everything. Whether she was taken yeah. off the ship, which she wasn't. We'll get into that later, whether she was pushed, whether she jumped, whether she fell. They have record of it, they just won't release it. And we'll we'll get into why. That's upsetting. Yeah. 
Uh, before we get into some theories, there's one more piece of information that we need to go over. There's some new insight into the case only having arisen in 2018 when Tracy Medley broke her silence on her relationship with Rebecca. So Tracy Medley was also an employee on the ship. Uh-huh. Uh, Tracy claimed she struck up a relationship with Rebecca when her own boyfriend was off the ship, who was also an employee. Like a romantic relationship? Yeah. Okay. Now, I can't find any information as to whether or not any crew members at the time were able to verify the integrity of Tracy's story and her claims about her relationship with Rebecca, but I also haven't seen, like, anyone coming forward and being like, this never happened, that's not true, Mm -hmm. I was there. So, according to Tracy and her statement interview in 2018, uh... After a sexual encounter with Rebecca, Tracy went through Rebecca's phone and discovered that she was using cocaine when she was in England. Uh, She believed that Rebecca was extremely depressed, uh, and the symptoms of her depression were only exacerbated when Rebecca's ex-boyfriend boarded the Wonder once more, and Tracy decided to continue her relationship with him. Okay. So, according to Tracy... Wait, 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 wait. Rebecca used to date a guy, and then Tracy dated the guy. No. And then the guy left the- oh, sorry. No, Tracy dated this guy. Tracy's ex-boyfriend comes back. I thought you said Rebecca's ex-boyfriend. Got it, got it, got it. No. Oh, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, drama. No. Cast member drama. So Tracy's ex-boyfriend comes back, and Tracy's like, I'm gonna continue to date this guy. Ah, Tracy- I know, dick move, Tracy. We're rooting for um, you. So, according to Tracy, this devastated Rebecca, and she was concerned that Rebecca was suicidal. She even claimed that Rebecca went into hysterics, again, banging her head against the wall, um, and that Tracy and her boyfriend had to spend hours calming her down. Mm-hmm. Allegedly... However, Rebecca approached Tracy the night before her disappearance, proposing a threesome with Tracy and her boyfriend. According to Tracy, they went through with it, and afterwards, you're shaking your head. Rebecca needs to do what's right for her heart, and I would say that a threesome with your ex who got back with her ex probably isn't really good for the soul, because you're just, you're hurting your heart. Yep. Okay. Um, so apparently they went through with it, and afterwards Rebecca said she needed to leave to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Tracy told her to borrow some of her boyfriend's clothes. Okay. And left the door unlocked for her to return later. According to oh. Tracy, this would occur just before her disappearance, and it does explain the clothes that Rebecca's wearing in the video. Okay. Okay. So with that, let's get into some Theories. theories. Yes. Uh, the first and the simplest is the rogue wave theory, but no. simple and yet so Vetoed. not. Vetoed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we need, I mean, do we need to go over this again? No. Don't give I it I mean, there was no time. storm. No record of a wave. No, I mean, nothing. So, Stupid. Okay. Theory number two is that, uh, this is what was pushed by Tracy, is that Rebecca died by suicide after jumping off the ship. Tracy claims that Rebecca was devastated that Tracy was continuing her relationship with her boyfriend and she struggled with an apparent mental illness or depression. She also cites that 
Rebecca, oh, she also cites Rebecca's use of cocaine as an indicator of an unwillingness to live, and she also claimed that Rebecca had also mentioned before that she wanted to jump off the ship, but was too afraid. Hmm. On one hand, I'm hesitant to buy this story, uh, because her claims about Rebecca's behavior is not consistent with the claims of Rebecca's own family, and even some mm-hmm. other crew members of the ship. Hmm. Uh, however, there was one person who one of the private investigators talked to that did say, yeah, like, she was such a lovely girl that she was just, like, had this kind of sadness about her. So, I don't know, mm. we kind of have conflicting descriptions of her behavior. I think, of course, like, if you're somebody that has depression, like, your family might not know how bad it is, and other people, like, mm-hmm. at your job might not know. So, like, I kind of mm-hmm. buy this one, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then why would Disney yeah. cover it up? Because they don't want to be associated with that. Okay. I get you. So there but... was something that I saw on Reddit forums that was, like, some. it seemed to be some former Disney employees that said, oh, well, like, you know what they say, no one dies on Disney property. Hmm. I mean, lots so of I people think did in is... the 60s. Yeah, fucking tons of people. But I think Disney just doesn't want that doesn't want that death to be sense. associated with their brand, so they wouldn't be helpful. They're just <laughs> yeah, that's not, not on that brand for us, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Okay. It's not the happiest place on Earth if people are... if people. I mean, either way, if people are jumping off your ship, or if people are falling oh. off your ship. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the third, and this is a reach, um, but I am going to talk about it. I didn't write any notes for this. Mm-hmm. Um, that she was kidnapped for trafficking, human trafficking. Hmm. So there's no evidence of this. Uh, well, at the same time, there's no evidence that she was depressed. But there, well, there's no hard evidence. There is circumstantial evidence. Um, but nothing for that she was kidnapped. Um, she would have had to, she would have to have been hid on the ship even though uh, the ship was searched by the entire crew. Uh, However, people think this is a possibility because there was a woman, Amy Bradley, who similarly seemingly vanished on a cruise ship. And then years and years later, her parents got an email from, like, a porn website, and it was a picture of a woman who looked just like her. (gasps) Absolutely terrifying. Did they find her? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Upsetting. Terrifying. Yeah. Is that why you'll never go on a cruise? So, just because of, like, the... I think it'd be hard to get trafficked off of a cruise. Physically, yes, but the thing is, once the ship leaves dock, you're in international waters, there are no police, people actually say that on a cruise ship is, that crime rates spike, like crazy it's it's the easiest place to be murdered you know it's the easiest place to commit a crime without being prosecuted Um, okay (laughs) okay so there is that theory there's no hard evidence i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's what happened in this case Mm -hmm. it is it is a possibility i mean i I guess it could happen to anyone really i mean Mm. you know so the fourth and final theory is that Rebecca was murdered. Mm-hmm. Private investigator Ram found a torn pair of shorts in Rebecca's room 
indicating that she could have been attacked or even assaulted in addition to being murdered. However, I didn't find any records of blood being found, so for me, a pair of clothing being ripped or cut, but there not being any blood, indicates like a sexual assault. Not a murder. So theoretically, she could have been murdered after, or she could have uh, died by suicide after. I do think it would be hard to murder someone on a cruise ship and no one noticed. I mean, you just, you and you just push it, I don't. Oh, mer- pushed. Oh, yeah, but that wouldn't have anything to do with the shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, hmm. Hmm. Um, so clearly this investigation was completely botched. Um, and Disney's unwillingness to cooperate or supply any video or audio to yeah, the that's public. that's horrifying does make it seem like a cover-up, yeah. but not necessarily because anything crazy happened, just because they wouldn't want an accidental death or a suicide associated with their brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, the family stated that uh, there was some unusual activity on Rebecca's bank account in the months following her death. <gasps> so, a lot of people chalk this up uh, to this being like an automatic billing system. Uh-huh. However, your your bank would be like, that's normal. The email specifically was, this is some unusual account. If it was automatic activity. billing, it would be the same charge every month or every right. charge period. Totally normal. Uh-huh. Do they know, like, where the charge is different every time? Mm-mm. No, there's no information on that. Uh... But I, I think it means that Rebecca's family does believe that she's potentially still out there. Oh, I don't know. So also her Facebook password had been changed. So I guess she had an uncle, Mm -hmm. and this is weird to me, that knew her Facebook login information. Okay. And maybe that was because, I mean, that could be weird. It could just be, you know, she used the computer at his house. Mm. Um, I don't know. And her, yeah. So her, uh... Facebook password had been changed, and they couldn't access her account. Hmm. Weird. Just all around yeah, weird. That's, that's it. Oh, also, there's one more thing. Um, I, mean, I, I, I left this out because I found conflicting reports of where it was found, uh-huh. but um, <clears throat> it seems that Disney planted a sandal at either the, ce- the scene of the disappearance or in her route. In her room. Okay. Um, but it wasn't hers. It was not her size. It wasn't her style. And it was actually labeled with someone else's name. Mm-hmm. Um. To try to be like, oh, the wave got her? Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. Weird. And then people were also saying when um, that private investigator was on board talking to crew members, they're like, oh, you know, like, we can't, we can't talk about it. Of course. But again, like, you know, who knows what that means? Who knows, you know? Oh my god. Um, I think she was probably just, yeah, she, she might have just jumped, honestly. I, that would be my inclination, but obviously I don't know. It's just all around, like, it's both obviously horrifically sad and also just, like, creepy and also just, like, what the fuck? 
because there's mm-hmm. not really an overwhelming amount of evidence in any direction. There's just but not you know really she evidence. she said she was going to call her family. Also, I forgot about this. Her family also found like tickets to some event that she was planning on surprising them with. Mm. So she intended to make it back to her family. Yeah. Hmm. But in the moment, if she's that upset, maybe. Yeah. All of that yeah. went away. Well. Damn. That was really good. Yeah, I'm not I'm done. sorry, you're not done. <laughs> so regardless of whether or not Rebecca suffered from mental health, uh, she was clearly a smart, hardworking young woman with her whole life ahead of her. And her investigation deserved more dedication and effort than what Disney and the Bahamas provided. Yes. Preach. Uh, if you have any information, if you want to learn more, if you want to donate to her family, you can go to Rebecca-Coriam.com. Spell Coriam. C-O-R-I-A-M. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of the disappearance of Rebecca Coriam from Disney's Wonder Cruise Ship. But I'm going to leave it with this terrifying statistic the cruise line industry is a fucking nightmare since 2000 there have been 313 documented individuals that have gone missing from cruise ships (gasps) only 10 percent of these were resolved and due to (gasps) lax public disclosure laws uh, around cruise ships it's estimated that only 15 to 20 percent of similar cases are made public so out of 300 plus people who've disappeared from cruise ships that could be only 15 percent of the total amount of people who have actually disappeared on cruise ships since 2000 so upsetting sleep tight everyone good night oh my god wow you will never catch this bitch on a cruise ship what if it was a rebranded Titanic 2.0? You would yeah, get it. Yeah, oh, that's happening. But I can't afford that, so. Yeah, but like. And you, you know, you, you know someone is, is some crazy person that's gonna fucking blow a hole in the side of that ship and sink it again. No. I'll take bets on that, yeah, for sure. Maybe. Anyway, damn. Anyway, it's so sad. Um, it's so scary. And even if it's not like. The big fancy, not fancy, but, like, a bigger, more dramatic, like, oh, she was, you know, kidnapped and Mm. trafficked into the sex slave industry. The negligence is still so shocking. That's the part that's crazy, because, like, somebody does know what happened. It's not Mm. that there's no evidence. It's that no one knows the evidence, but it does exist. Or did exist mm-hmm. at one time. And that they can't... Well, Disney did settle with the family mm-hmm. uh, for some amount of money and, you know, to get them to stop That's talking about better. it. So I wonder... What? Like, it's good that they got money, but that's not their kid. Well, right, but I'm wondering if in that settlement they, they disclosed to them what happened. Mm. Probably not, but maybe. Right? I mean, to e- even just for closure of the family and for, you know, for, I don't for think the. They care about that. The minds of the people who are going, you know, to feel. For the people who are going on the ship themselves, for them to feel mm. safer, or just for the public who thinks it's wrong. Like, they don't care. They're just like. No. Whatever it was. 
it's not good and they don't want to be associated with that. That's the thing is it makes it seem more sinister because they're covering it up. Imagine if it was really a rogue wave and Disney's like, oh, fuck's sake, you conspiracy theorists. We told you. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, if so, fucking feel free to release the footage, man. Show me the money. Balls in your park. I mean, if that's the case, then you're only hurting yourself by not releasing the footage. Fair enough. Wow. So, yeah. Should we end it there? Do you have anything else to say? Um, Would you still go to Disney Park and support them with your money? I feel like I would. I don't have Disney Park money at the moment, but, like, I probably would still go. I don't know. The thing is, they're not gonna fucking care if they don't receive, you know, payment for a ticket for me. Like, that. they're fine, you know? I think that, like... I boycott Disney and it's just me. Disney's gonna be fucking fine. Yeah. I would feel bad about it. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe we just say fuck it and we go to Universal and flip off Disney. Now I'm going to make another Friends reference on this show, which I, on our podcast, which I keep doing, but it's a moo point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't have money, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. That was a good one. So, don't go on a cruise, you guys. If you've learned anything, don't go on a fucking cruise. And don't go up against Disney because they'll win. Yeah, don't go. I mean, but I mean, if it's your daughter, go up against Disney. Yeah, but like, yeah, anyone who's like, if I disappear on Disney property and you're like, I'm going to fight them, don't bother. Live your life. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm saying the parents made the wrong choice. Sniped in the night, though. Jesus. No, I don't think so. I think I don't think Disney would take people out because I think they're so powerful. Also, like we have an audience of like maybe fifty being generous. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's being really generous. Probably more like thirty. But um, I yeah, I mean, people do stories about Disney. Like, I yeah, think it does. Everyone is well known that Disney lawyers are like untouchable. Anyway, well, yeah, be safe. If you are planning on going on a cruise ship, fucking just live stream the whole thing. thing. <laughs> oh, you be an annoying know. YouTuber. Sorry, YouTubers. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Be safe. You'll insert that thing at the end. Your little pre-recorded thing. Yeah, I guess I can talk about it now because the cast list is. Oh. Released. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we'll do our socials and stuff on the pre-recorded thing. Will we ever stop talking shop on air? Probably not. <sighs> I'm in a show. Yay! What show? Yay! Pride and Prejudice. Wahoo! Where yes. and when? Edge of the Wood Theater in November. I'll put dates when it's closer to November. Yay! Can't buy tickets yet. Yay! I wish I could come. Everyone, go see it because I can't. Uh, tight. I'm not in the show. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Everybody have a Bye. great week. Bye.
Hey guys, Carly here, and we wanted to thank you for listening to Sisterly History Mysteries. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed talking about it and sharing it with you. If you don't mind, we'd really appreciate it if you'd rate, review, and subscribe as it makes our day, but it also really helps us out. You can email us at sisterlyhistorymysteries at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at sisterlypodcast. 